G'day everybody, welcome to Barrel Surf Podcast. We have a Shed Quarters episode this week, T-Bone, myself and Adzi. We are talking about Pipeline, Sunset and the preview for Portugal coming up. We also have Adzi's edits and of course the Clive Palmer Cup and the Steve Irwin salute. Before we do get started, I just want to make a big thank you to our sponsors and partners Cheeky Monkey Brewing, Forester Estate Wines, and Athletic Greens. The boys and I have been on the Athletic Greens for a little while now. We reckon it's the absolute duck's nuts. Yeah, all the health benefits and so forth with that. As we keep mentioning, Jack Robbo's on them, so got to be pretty good, I reckon. So go to athleticgreens forward slash barreled, get your bonuses, let them know that you support the podcast, and thanks very much for listening. Now it's on with the show. Barrel Surf Podcast. Barrel Surf Podcast. Barrel Surf Podcast. Barrel Surf Podcast. Yeehaw! Yes, welcome to Barrel Surf Podcast. Namu here with you on a beautiful, well, it's a Monday today, isn't it? public holiday in Western Australia. I don't think it's for the rest of the country, so bad luck, suckers, but we've had a day off. So thank you very much for that. Oh, I think it's Labor Day. Um, yeah, welcome to Barrel Surf Podcast. We are back in the shed quarters, first time in a long time. Absolutely stoked to be here. And uh, as usual, to my right, T-Bone. Hello, mates. Good, thanks, Namu. Hey, we've never done this before. We've never paid our respects on the podcast to the traditional custodians of the land. We uh, record and yelling up today. So I yeah. know we did have someone on earlier on, but... I just want to give a, an acknowledgement to country. We are in the Wadundi land, aren't we? So we are. We are. I, um, I actually did some uh, – I met an Aboriginal woman today and she gave me a, a, a pretty thorough history lesson on, um, on some, of the, uh, some of the things that happened uh, early, earlier on and, um, and she gave me some, um, yeah, some insight on the, the Aboriginal culture. So I thought an acknowledgement to country would be fitting today. Yeah, terrific. We pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Ads Kennedy is also in the shed quarters today. It is his shed after all. G'day, mate. G'day, boys. Good to be back with uh, just the three of us. We've been on a bit of a uh, profile extravaganza in the last couple of months with all the um, fantastic guests that we've had in. But it's always nice to just uh, come in here with the OGs and just shoot the breeze over a couple of tins. Shoot the breeze, a couple of cheeky monkeys, and yep. um, always drink responsibly, of course. But we're and on the forester uh, to round it out. Yeah, me, me and T Bone had a lovely forester uh, Saturday did. night. Didn't we, we did. Mate? We, we popped did. one of the big dogs, one of the one of the uh, reserves we'd been saving for a while, and Ooh. yeah, we had a little special occasion where T Bone's Mrs. Mum came over for a barbie, and uh, mate, very long story, won't go into it, but uh, she helped my wife's mum escape the war in Ukraine and put her up for a bit, so. She came to Australia and we thanked her with a barbecue and to mark the special event, we ripped into a bottle of Yelverton Cabernet. Yes, oh, that's pretty decent. Steve, Steve Irwin, salute to Eva. Yeah, for sure. And the Yelverton, it's such an incredible bottle of wine, that one. It's a ripper. Yeah, so boys, here we are. Yeah. What the heck has been going on? It's fair. We've been going on, hasn't there? Uh, I mean, world tours, back up and running. I think the last time we came in was the Eddie Froth. 
Yes, and that's right. Yeah, and uh, and what happened after that? That's when Pipe, Pipe was just after that, wasn't it? And geez, it was, that yeah. was a letdown compared to the Eddie, wasn't it? Bit of an anti-climax Far start around. to the tour, as he compared to uh, last year, wasn't it? Sure was, mate. The, f- uh, the first thing, I, I didn't watch a lot of it because obviously it's, it's in a bad time zone for WA and you're more than happy to get up at three in the morning if you know it's going to be 10 foot and exactly. draining at pipe. But when exactly. you know it's like two foot or this or it's, you're just like, oh, yeah, I'll, I still get up a little bit early and catch a few heats before brekkie on the way to work. But, mate, the very first thing I saw for my uh, 23 WSL campaign was uh, Kelly Slater oh, getting interviewed. Oh, no, he wasn't interviewed. He was getting ready for his heat and he, and he couldn't get his Apple Watch on and he had like, some roadie there trying to help and I, I just thought it was comical because like there was all this hoo-ha about these watches you know and his 11 time world champ mate he couldn't even get it on and he's like trying to get ready for his heat and some guys in there trying to make get all this watch set up for him and pretty funny and then it went straight from that to um Griffin Cola Pinto getting a tube and then just sticking a big air and I just thought he doesn't have any problems with his watch. Look at him. No, yeah. thought, just thought going I, back to that, T Bone, did you see Leo I did, I did. I had to have a bit of a chuckle about that. Tell us about that, mate. Well, he obviously was out in his heat and his watch wasn't working. So he got pretty irate about it because Leo's just obviously coming back from uh, uh, the challenger grind. And for him, this is his livelihood and not having a watch that That's can tell the, the time of the fucking heat. Yeah. Was uh, was pretty fucking critical for him. Bit of controversy about that. I think there's um, they have to wear the watch or they get like a big fine. I, I thought they might have trialed the tech, mate, in maybe a little kiwi somewhere or <laughs> yelling know? up board riders. Yelling <laughs> up board riders. Here's <laughs> a bunch of free watches. Let us know how they go. Down the twelves, the yelling up board riders. Anyone, free watches. <laughs> anyone over fit? We could have got back to him. Pete Cannon. He says pretty good. good natural footer. Bald. Over fifty could have tried, could have had the same problems in Kelly, and say I can't get the thing on. We could well, have got that intel to him. Peter Cannon's the over forty fives guy, isn't he? Oh, so, is he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Foreign boys would be happy if I said that, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apart from the the watch controversy and the surf being complete shit, um, yeah. yeah, really disappointing competition. But we Aside did have from the fact. Yeah, we did have a winner from Western Australia. We did. We Cue did. the here's to you, Mrs. Robinson music. Robinson taking it out and how many West Australians have won pipe, T-Bone? Well, you've got Jack, you've got Jake and you've got um, Terry, Come of course. Come on, mate. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Come on, mate. It's been, yeah, no, it's been a while. Hey, but just on the... Touch uh, be over you for that, mate. I don't want to I don't want to dwell on the lows of the pipe, but when I actually tuned Why in... Why not? Yeah, okay. I'll fucking... I'll, I'll hook into it. <laughs> well away. The opening round, Jaddy Andre, 0.23 and I thought, fuck me. And then I saw the goat's heat. Goat got a total combined score of 2.43 in a heat. That's rough. I was pretty devastated for the goat. Yeah. And I thought, fuck. Do you know one thing I've noticed already in the first two comps is that the scoring um, scale is really, really low. It seems like you've got to go pretty hard and pretty hard, pretty fast to um, get a decent score. So that's yeah. maybe reflective of the conditions but also – the judging criteria as it is right now. And then there was John's uh, 10 that didn't get given a 10. That was that was a 10. That should have been a 10. Do you know what? Probably should have got two 10s. Yeah, yeah, it was a 10. I think everybody thought it was a 10 except the judges. So, yeah, yeah I think maybe, pff, fuck, they've got to have a look at, look at themselves a bit, don't they? 
They do. Yeah. I mean, they've got a hard job. We all know that. But yeah, you know the. Um, I mean, from the earlier rounds, there were what we would probably call fucking sick nuggets out there. There were a few little tubes, sure. backdoor no, tubes, bro. and I would be frothing to have backdoor like that. But obviously, it wasn't. It's eight to ten foot all time. But there were a few little nuggets to be had, and uh, but yeah, overall. It was pretty dismal, especially the finals day was fucking appalling. I couldn't watch it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, well you could. You could, because Robbo. Robbo was in it. <laughs> but, uh, I know well, what you're trying to say, T-Bone. How about on the women's side, big friend of the podcast. I don't know if she'd say that, but we had Molly Picklem in the share quarters last year with Glenn Micro Hall and Jacko Baker. We had a big night there with those crew, and um, Molly took the chocolates, her second win in Hawaii. Well, she, well, you mean she won the Vans. Riss <laughs> won the Billabong Pipe Pro. Chris Amore, I know you don't listen, but congratulations. Don't worry, we're on the Molly Molly train as well now, man. Yeah, so... Uh, Jack, Jack Robbo, just before we move on. Yes, yes, I mean, yes. Oh, just let me correct that. So, obviously, Molly's now won at Pipe and at Sunset, which yeah, is fucking incredible. Yeah, it's yep. awesome. So, she still had two wins in Hawaii, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> just cashed on pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, mate, as everyone knows, I think the key takeaway from Pipe was... Everyone knows that Jack Robbo can win in 10-foot pipe and is more than likely going to. It's going to be him and John and Kelly or or something like that. Uh, But to go out and win it in conditions where he's not favoured, I think is just testament to how good the WA public is looking and Australia are looking for a West Aussie world champ. Because if he can go out there and win when he's not supposed to win and he just smashed it, like, man, when he he is supposed to win, he's going to win. Is Jack Robbo the best surfer in the world right now? I, I, I mean, I always think he is because I'm just so biased. But well, he's uh, number one. He's number one. Um, you know, it, it's always a relative term, but I think you could always pick, say, four or five that you're going to say he they are. The, it's pretty hard to split them, or maybe even three, but it's obviously John and and Jack Robbo are, are up there and. I don't know, you just don't see that much of Medina outside of comps, so it's sort of hard to put him in that mm. basket, yep. even though you know he is when the when the comp's on elsewhere. I, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if he what is. I will say, Adzi, is I think J- uh, Jack's already got the mental edge over Gabby and John because he beat them both at pipe. Yep. And I thought that was huge, especially for Gabby. You know what Gabby's like? He gets yeah. a little sniff of taste of blood. He's away. But for Jack to beat Gabby straight up first contest, I think that has a – That'll that'll play out through the rest of the uh, year. I reckon just had that little mental edge. He's not scared of anyone. That that's for sure. Yeah, I'll bring this up when we talk about it. It's a little bit later, but um, yeah, he, he certainly isn't. He doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to win, yeah. and uh, he's just got that eye of the tiger at the moment. I think mm. he's probably always had it, but he's certainly got it now. And um, yeah, look out in the top five at the end of the year. He's probably going to qualify for that without you know, unless he gets injured. Touchwood. Yeah, yeah. Um, couple of. Can't seem not making it. No, um, just a couple of other other low lights. Um, Steph Gilmore, I think she even uh, said it from uh, uh, hero to zero. <laughs> Obviously, opening around got knocked out. Never yeah. seems to do that well ever that good in Hawaii. Well, sorry, I should say pipeline. Um, she's outside the top ten. Not a good start for her. She did sort of make it up in sunset, she but was um, last year too. Remember? Yeah. Yep. That was through COVID though. She missed pipe last year. Yeah. Yeah, but she was. What I'm saying is, she was out of the top ten after the first couple of events, and yeah. was even like potentially going to miss the cut, and then yeah. obviously took the whole whole shebang, the mm. whole 
whole thing. So, yeah, don't count Steph out. No, definitely not. But it was just a bummer to see her not um, do, do better because, you know, we love Steph. Yeah now, yeah. now the pressure's on when you'd rather just see her in a in good stead. She wants to win this year, right? That'll that'll be, what, eight, was it eight or nine? Eight. So she'll break... Um, Lane. She'll break Lane's. She's already broken Lane. Already broken it, mate. Well, Lane got seven. Eagle. She's got that. Yep, or six, then seven, whatever. One of them, I can't remember which one. Well, I think Lane won six and then won a Masters title, so it's calling yeah. calling that a title. Yeah, that's not a title. <laughs> that doesn't count. Sorry, Kong. Could that be wrong count. once again. Yeah, so Pipe sort of went off with a whimper, but then we were pretty much straight into sunsets. What happened to the, the Hawaiian season? It was just bombing, bombing, bombing. I don't want to jinx this, but have you on the on the same train of thought, have you noticed that Portugal right now is just bombing, bombing, bombing. Yeah, the forecast looks good though. It's going to bomb Does again. It? We'll it's talk about that again. shortly. Oh, I know. I didn't, I didn't want to bring it up that yeah, early, yeah. but it just no, popped into my head. That how many times do comps just bomb before the comp and then you get the comp? It's like, brr. Oh, you saw it seemed like it always happened. That snap of the bear cyclone that's, swell. That's, that's and what I was thinking. And it was just going always. nuts. <laughs> and then, yeah, oh, it's fucking too far. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you'd have to say Sunset was better on the eye than Pipe this year, right? Sunset yeah. were real pretty, especially on the finals day. Finals day, but I didn't watch a lot of the early heats because, uh, yeah, I was um, I was in Indo and uh, doing a family trip, and I thought that would mean I'd have more time to watch surf comps, but it turns out I didn't because I was too busy surfing and swimming in the pool. Well, but, tell uh, us about your Indo trip, mate. How was it? It was fantastic. Yeah, uh, Nami's just that was very sneaky. Nami asked me a question so he could get up and get himself a beer. Tell me about your Is best it? session, Adzi, in Bali. Oh well, my best session was a. Double pronged session. I had two days that were pretty good, but I had one double pronged session. It was about a run of three days that were really all the best, but uh, I had this one session at a little bay um, north of the area that I was in. And, uh, mate, it's pretty heavily overrun with learners usually. They're not Russian learners, were they? Oh, they was heaps of them. Yeah, it was pretty hectic actually. But um, Fucking kooks. Yeah, and then... Mate, I thought, oh, I, I What does I the name of the break start with? M. M. Yep. But uh, anyway. Second letter. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's a pretty obscure little number. But uh, it's sort of right there. It's just f- mostly learners, right? Up east from where you were or up the west? Yeah, I was based around Noosa Dua and it was sort of just up from there. But uh, but it wasn't up, yeah, it wasn't all the way up. But, um, mate, you know, it's it's far from a secret. This wave, no, but uh, yeah, nothing. Anyway, uh, and I was surfing the day before, and it was crowded, like you know, really crowded. Thirty or forty people went. Wow, like, two foot, but just really nice barreling two foot. And I had the family on the beach, jumped out, and uh, on the mini mail because actually that's all I had because I was taking the missus surfing in yep. commas, and she didn't like the waves, and I just went, oh, I'll just duck out and grab a couple. I actually got a couple nice clean little tubes. I thought, oh, he's pretty fucking sweet and uh, I might do a Dorney here tomorrow. Don't know much about the wave, all the tides and all that stuff. So I did a Dorney there the next morning to avoid the crowd and uh, it was a low tide and there was no one there, obviously, and uh, I paddled out and, yeah, I was like, fuck, it's a bit shallower than yesterday. And <laughs> Anyway, managed, and it was a bit inco and hooked into a couple and I actually got a one really nice little vis. Uh, and I was all by myself for an hour, so that was super cool. I was all by myself except for the one dude in undies out on the point who was really focused on balancing on one leg <laughs> and uh, getting the... Surfing Yogi, he had it here first, folks. Mate, he was trying to get the shot on his phone, and it was so comical. I was pretty close to this headland, 
and he couldn't balance for shit, mate. This guy had like about a second in him each time and he'd set his phone, run up there, put his leg up in his undies, get the rising sun, sunrise shot and then run back, check his phone. Nut nah, wasn't good. Do it again. Did it about 15 times. Didn't actually take sit there and take in the view whatsoever. But uh, that's not what his Instagram account says, mate. I, one, one thing I know is about Bali. If one million you, followers. If you are not influencing in Bali, are you really influencing? That's <laughs> that's what I learned. And then the other thing I learned, if you're not learning to surf in Bali, are you actually learning to surf? Probably not because fucking hell. The learn to surf in Bali is unbelievable. Off the it, hook. Just the amount of people is the sheer numbers. It's insane. Such a big business there. It's insane. Yeah, wow. But anyway, had a real good surf there and then uh, did an hour there and then it got really shallow and started stepping out. Got a little tube. Shot down to my outer reef special and uh big shifty fucking... Long right-hander. Long right-hander and uh, went out there and got some beautiful... Five to six footers. Such a fun wave. I love that wave. You That's get you get those sneaky sets on the head. But yeah. um, one time when I was out there, uh, it was sort of that sort of five to six foot, yeah. super, super glassy. And um, there's sort of people down the point, but I was by almost down, not really point, but you know what I mean, down yeah, the reef. Down the reef. It's a long I was, reef. I was out by myself at this particular sort of section. section yeah. and, um, Which is the beauty of it. it yeah, be yeah. so yeah. broken up. I was with two guys, two friends, and they'd gone in and um, – I was out there by myself. This this big set approached me, and in the lip was this fucking massive manta ray. Oh yeah, and this would have been like four 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 to five feet across. This thing oh, it was I huge, did, big, eh? and it went over the falls. Oh, and I had to duck dive under this big manta no ray. Way. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I got fucking mashed by this thing. And yeah. uh, I think the manta ray probably died. It was I didn't <laughs> see it again, That's but. It was so weird. I've yeah. never had anything. Well, I, I things a, like that happen in Bali, though, don't they? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I saw a couple of big manta rays out there, a couple of big jugons, heaps of sea turtles. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It's the water's a bit cleaner out the back there. And yeah, that's in, right. In sure, that other place I was surfing was pretty filthy. Yeah, there's a lot of rain and stuff, and um, yeah, but the outer reef there is pretty nice. Um, on that one good day, shout out to a, a young fella from Perth called Molokai. Molokai. Yeah, befriended him. Good on you, Molokai. Yeah, he was a good young kid. And, uh, Molokai. Is he listening to the potty? name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think he had a bit of Samoan heritage right. or something. Okay. But, um, Does he listen? Uh, he, I think he will now. He, he actually was frothing saying, oh, I've been looking for a good surf potty, but I didn't know where to go. So he's... Uh, Just I on the internet, brother. <laughs> sent him somewhere else, obviously. <laughs> but, um, well, the sharpest tool in the shed, Molokai, maybe. Uh, mate, he's a good dude. And um, uh, the first glance I, I saw of him... Um, Seen this young dude and and it was mate, it was like a six footer come through and it detonated like a fifteen meters in front of him. One that I would never duck dive, especially on my bigger boards. And I just seen him duck dive this thing and he was a bit late and it just looked like this big white water just right in the face. Like shout out to Simon Law. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, uh, mate. Yeah, it was a brutal and he got flogged and then he paddled out and 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 I hadn't really spoken to him yet and I'm like. Mate, that was a pretty serious duck dive you just did there. He's like, oh, man, I got so lit up. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you're not kidding, eh? Like, and, and I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't have done it. He's like, oh, really? You wouldn't have duck dived that? And I'm like, no way, mate. That was a bailout every day of the week. And he's like, oh, would you have bailed out? And I'm like, mate, I 100% would have bailed out and said, but I have bigger boards and i got a strong leggy. Like, you got a good leggy? He's like, oh, it's probably all a bit small. I've never really surfed waves this size before. Six-comp leggy. 
Yeah, so, uh, and I'm, he's like, oh, maybe if that happens again, I'll, I'll bail out. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, maybe, mate, get a bigger board and get some good equipment. Like, it's not huge out here, but six foot open ocean, still yeah. six foot. It's a pain in the ass to have a swim. Yeah, mm. and uh, lo and behold, uh, next the day. next I see him later that session, as I've just done the 900 metre paddle back in, I see him sitting there on the beach, head in his hands, with no equipment anywhere near him. And I'm just like, oh, no. Missing at sea. Yeah. He's just, mate, he's, he's obviously taking my advice, I guess. I don't know. And his leg, he's snapped and he's lost his board. And he's sitting there, mate, his board's gone because it was crazy currents out there, big tides. And, uh, mate, couldn't find his board. <laughs> and I just was like, oh, maybe you should have ducked off that one. <laughs> I don't know. So oh. apologies, Malachi, if you did take my advice. But um, to his credit, he he went up to the shop. He bought a bigger board. He got a better leggy. Mm. And uh, he met me there for the Dorney. We exchanged uh, numbers and we uh, met up for the Dorney and we had a couple of couple of surfs together. And he I can't believe you met up. I'd be going, fuck you. I'm not hanging out with you. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> worst advice ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, yeah. And, and then the next couple of days, we got some real nice glassy peelers together before he uh, tripped off. So, no, yeah, that cool. was a good little good little Indo trip. And then, yeah, heaps of pool time with the family. So Beautiful. What about days? you too, mate? Have you been getting in the water? Uh, just a couple of small little sessions down at a local break, mate. Yep. Yeah, swell's been smallish. Yeah, you've been Since back I've what been a week home. or so, and yeah. it's been pretty Couple, disappointing. Yeah, no, it's I've been getting in the water, but um, yeah, yeah, lots the of water's still there. remarkably warm. Do you know what? I had a I had a snorkel with the kids earlier today, and um, down at Eagle Bay, and the the water I thought the water was cold, so mm. I reckon it might have started the little descent already. Mm. But um, it, might, it was sort of overcast and stuff, and uh, I wasn't really feeling it, so maybe that was why. But yeah. Could be, could be the case. I um, I had a little sniff down at the, I think the same break you're talking about last week, and it was very, very small, but super, super clean and fun conditions. Crowded as fuck. That's our Stand reality, up. mate. Fuck the Stand car here. parks are, are next level. Never seen the car parks like that. This was shoulder height, best with long lulls, and there was um, eight people at that centre place that we we oh, always surf. That's nothing what I've seen last. Well, week. yeah, I mean it was marginal. Marginal yeah, and yeah. I, I, yeah, I was going fuck seriously. What you know? Yeah. I couldn't quite believe there was that many people surfing on that those conditions. But winter's coming, mate. It'll sort well, that's out. right. Autumn's yeah, autumn's exactly. on its way. You, and we'll, it'll drop. Game of Thrones. Winter's coming. Mate. Winter is coming. Yeah, yeah big swells, cold winds. Fucking the crowds will be back to winter crowds. Yeah, yeah I, it was. It was like this last Indo. summer too. Yeah, it's just so, summer, man. Yeah, it's all good. I've no doubt there'll be. Three times over this winter where I'll be at a car park very early morning looking around going, geez, Anyone to surf pretty with? solid. It'd be nice if someone else turns up. <laughs> yeah. Let's so, hope so anyway. Exactly, exactly. So T-Bone Sunset, we, we were talking about that. Oh, yep. Um, that yeah. last day, I mean, they had a pretty crappy sort of onshore almost beach break day, but that last day looked very, very groomed and nice. Mate, being a natural footer, I love a big fucking hack. And, uh, you know, Ethan, Griffin, I'd have to say Phil Toledo, uh, they were just, and John, how could I forget John, were doing some insane hacks. Uh, how picturesque did that last day look? Too? Yeah. You'd love to surf sunset like that with two of your mates, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. You know yeah. when you, you know that, that last turn on that end section just fucking explodes? You know, some of the, some of the pros... It's unbelievable how they make some of those those turns because 
that the average Joe just gets fucking obliterated. Mm. And Phil I, Toledo is not a big dude. He's probably about, what, 65 kilos, if that. Wet. Wet, yeah. And uh, some of the, um, the the big turnout hooks he was doing and making them is pretty fucking impressive. He's got a good rail game. There's no doubt about that. Um, if you don't have that rail game, you're not going to win the world title. One thing that I thought was interesting was Kelly Slater. They always, they always say he hates Sunset, but he was surfing pretty well. He so was, yeah. So uh, eliminated. Yeah, he's, I think he got one one run round further than uh, last year, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, not a good start for Kelly. Uh, so, fuck, I mean, he's won Portugal, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Yes, yes, it's all and about the Olympics for him. Well, that's what the reports say, isn't it? Yeah, all the so, recent interviews are saying. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, Philippe Toledo won Sunset, which, often, if I'm not mistaken, is his first Hawaiian win. Can't can't think of these. No, which one of the I other think you're right there, Nemi. I can't mm. think of one. Jack Robbo was looking amazing, but he was. Uh, he just Griffin Cola just was on a heater. Jack Robbo was, he was tearing, and he just got wave started at the end, whichever heat it was. Yeah, but speaking <laughs> of fucking Molly, again. now first championship tour victory. How yep. good was that? Oh, amazing! That she never looked like losing. Fucking good. Yeah, she's um. They've been talking about it on one lip to Harry Mann saying that um, he reckon she's going to win the title and she she could very well make the top five once she's there. None of us will ever forget that hack she did at Margie's last year. It was yep. like the best turn I've ever seen. A chick do. Yeah, it was yep. incredible. Um, and then she got cut from the CC, <laughs> which yeah. was a fucked up fucking Lost the next heat and that was it. Yeah. Bang. But she's back mm. and she's better than ever and obviously learned a few things and – yeah, watch out. She's watch the cut out. This year. Yeah. Equal first, yeah. Yeah, uh, she's insane. I mean, just on the other women, you know, he's seen the surfing of Betty Lou, Lou Sakura, Caitlin Simmers, change of guard, some of the young girls coming coming through, they're surfing. Uh, the level of surfing is, is, is stepped up a notch, what I could see this year by looking at those first two comps. Oh, it's, how's that, it's improving every year. How's a stat that I heard the other day? The last excuse me, mate. Yeah. T bones the stats, man. What are oh, you doing? Yeah, sorry. No, go on. T-bone Did you steal that from my stats book? Yeah, I just saw it. I'm looking over at your <laughs> book there. T bones got his little spreadsheet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last 15 years, there's only been three women's world champs. Is that right? Yep. Okay. That's so. Chris Moore, Tyler Wright, and Steph Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, that's pretty major, eh? Like, and it feels like that that era is coming to an end. Yeah. Like even though they're all still there and yep. still the top, it just feels like in five years' time that stat won't be the same anymore. And you have to say this year the one that's going to upset that upper cart at this stage is Molly because she's got the win on the board and she's got that extra year experience that um, Caitlin you know, Katie Simmons that didn't have. And, you know, all respect to Betty Lou and um, Gabrielle yeah. Bryant. Yeah, Bryan, yep. all respect to those those girls. I don't think they're quite at that explosive Gabby level. Gabrielle Bryant not. But you know who's got a bit of mongrel in this year is Tyler Wright. Yeah. Well, she's happily married and um, looks like she's in a good place. So maybe she's, yeah, wants to take it down. Another title? Yeah, well, don't put a past her. Larry, I mean, Larry lay back her way to the victory again. <laughs> those judges keep awarding that Larry grab a rail layback. She has sort of toned that down a little bit, I think. But um, It is a nice turn, though. Mate, she is a solid-looking human eh? like she is yep. powerful looking athlete yep. and she's bottom heavy in the legs and the quads yeah. and the, she does the quad work like you know like john john and, and yeah all brother. that stuff you look yeah. at it and you're like 
holy crap, that is a strong-looking human. Like, yeah, yeah. Which has got to translate to good surfing. Oh, it has to do. Yeah. So, I mean, you got that you got that surfing ability and then you, then you get the power and uh, all of a sudden things start to go right. Yeah. The other one that I was sort of going to mention I thought was ripping and she obviously got second. Second, I think, was uh, Caroline, Caroline Marks. 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 Yeah. The so female Lockie. She disappeared. She sort of went AWOL mm. for a whole part of last year. What's the Oki factor? Oki factor, yeah. She's on the couch eating chips or something <laughs> like Oki. I mean, her backhand is incredible. It know? is. It is. It's not better than Bronte's. <coughs> Shout out to Bronte McCaller. Yeah, Bronte. No, nah, she's insane. No, looking really good. You know who I wanted to have a crack at is, um, well, not have a crack at, I actually had him in my fantasy for Hawaii, Zeke Lau. He's yeah, had okay. another fucking Barry Shocker, Namo. Yes, he has had a Barry Shocker. Well, two interferences and two comps, right? Oh. Is he just too focused on hassling and um, doing that rather than surfing? I think the answer has got to be yes, right? Uh, I did read on Stab, actually. He, he had an interview with Stab and he sort of said, I fucking hate you guys, but I like to tell my own story. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a full swing at them and um, he was subscribed as a premium member and said, no, I'm cancelling my membership. And they've got like a little feedback thing when you cancel it. I said, why did you cancel? And he goes, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> so he was on there and he was sort of putting his... his um, two bobs. Well, two bobs forward about why he's sort of a bit maligned and all the rest of it and said that that incident last year with um, Chippo... Jacob Wilcox down in Marks yeah. really, really affected him mentally. In what, in what way? What do you mean affected him mentally? Well, he, he was really, really upset about it and he reckoned it sort of had an impact on the rest of the year. Oh, because everyone he, went against... That's the thing. All, all he was saying was basically, I fucked up and the only thing I'm sorry about is the reaction from people more so than yeah. the actual deed that he did and not being sorry for that. So it's like... Just fucking say sorry for what you did, not for the reaction. Yeah, exactly. And and, and I don't have any pity for Zeke Lau at all. I, I'm sure. I think anyone. I'm sure in Hawaii. I'm sure that you know the, the tables are turned. And well, could I could be think, wrong though. I, I mean, think I'm just what he needs no, to do. From what I've heard, what I he needs listen. to do is just stop what he does. I reckon he needs snake in, uh, back in his ear just to uh, you know just shut shut out some of that uh, fucking noise in his head. I reckon a couple of the crew need snake back. But um, everyone needs the snake in there. Yeah, fucking yep. yeah, snakey. Coach Goat. Yep. So get back there, Jake. Get someone else to do the sunscreen for you. But you know, ability-wise, he's a fucking insane surfer, Zeke Lau, and that's why I put him in my fantasy. I think Pipeline, he can ride back to all. You're pipe. mad if you don't put and him in. And then Sunset, he, oh. he, he, fuck, he's insane at Sunset. How did everyone go fantasy-wise? I I noticed uh, unwavering leader here in DJ Namu. Who is Barrel Surf Podcast in fantasy, mate? I haven't seen his name up the top of the list yet. Where it usually no, mate, is I'm like Steph Gilmore, a couple of shockers at the start, and I'll take the chocolates right at the end. Okay, so so how the fuck is this right overall? Yoda, <laughs> fuck me, is that Yoda? Yoda, Yoda. Oh, Shout out Jason Robinson. Yodes. Yeah, Yodes. <laughs> yes, you legend. Has <laughs> he been fucking local. telling me about it too? Local, <laughs> yeah, local, local chef down at the brewery, is he? Yeah, he's yeah. working still. Champion, been around forever, yep. been surfing. Newley's fucking life member. Oh, mate, the local footy club, he's, he's got buddy plaques of his fucking <laughs> foot up on the wall. He's a legend. <laughs> Good on you, Yodes. Mate, my username is Ads is Baked and Patriotic. What's That's your race, what Eddie? <laughs> telling it exactly like this. So Tyrone would be, I do safety and... I left early. I left early. <laughs> What's mine, Adzi? It goes hand uh, in hand. Mine is, uh, yours would be put a pin in it, Namu. Put a pin in it, Namu. <laughs> All right. There we go. 
Uh, uh, no, I've had an absolute shocker to start. And um, What's your ranking, Nemo? I just want to know who's leading out three of us. Mate, I'm in the thousands. Are you? In the leaderboard. Oh, what I'm, about what about Barrel Surf Podcast League? You'd be winning out of us 56, three. I think. What about you, Ads? I'm 101 in our league. That's all right for me, I think. I'm, I'm like, getting smoked. I'm oh, 112. Are you? Oh, yes. At least I'm beating someone. A shout out to Rod's eye. Oh, Rod Draper is coming in fifth. And... Um, Fuck, that's impressive. And who we got? Snake Tails in 12th. Yep. Who's the top three? We got Yoda. Yep. Helgi and then Levesque. Oh, Timmy Levesque. Yep. Oh, yeah. G'day, Timmy. How are you, buddy? And then you got the Doodles Board Riders in fourth and Rod's Eye in fifth. So there you go. Munger's Batman Bandana in sixth. I oh, like that name. That's a good name. That is a good name. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking to uh, – that's the thing. You sort of think you've got a bit of an idea about what's happening at Pipe and then Sunset. Panish could be fucking anything, could it? So. Yeah. Hey, do you reckon we should uh, flick at least a, a four-pack or a sticker to well, what about Yoda? A, or? What, about a, what about a sticker and a, a brand-new T-shirt? Well, Yoda would up, love that, eh? Well, mate, I uh, picked up a bunch of new tees in Bali. You did. Handmade. Uh, met some guru over there, uh, Aussie dude, and uh, one thing led to another. He's, uh, we had a lot of mutual friends and – He's running a pretty sweet T-shop shirt up there. Some organic cotton T-shirts in smoky blue. I'll tell you what, they are fucking epic, these shirts. Yeah, they're nice so, shirts. Yeah. They've got a good feel to them. I, don't, I have no idea what cotton versus organic cotton entails. but Well, organic I'd, is grown organically, mate. Yeah, I know, but fuck. What, I, mean, who's, I don't know what that means. Yeah, but. Mate, I mean, isn't all cotton? Surely. Anyway. Well, I think without that. chemicals, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, I know, but fucking hell. Uh, but anyway, they feel really nice. Uh, we've only just got them. They're hot off the press. And, um, yeah, we should definitely flip Yeah, so if you, if you if do you want to get one of our new tees, just uh, hit me up in the message and we'll uh, send you one out for about 150 bucks each. <laughs> Sweet. Nah, we'll How much you, are they? Give you a good deal. 25? Yeah, probably 25. Yeah, 25 or 30. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a model shot maybe, later. Maybe 25 plus postage so we don't have... You oh, know. yeah, you don't want to cop postage, yeah. No. Yeah, but, uh, mate, they're really nice tees. They're handmade in Changu there, so yeah, uh, they're not uh, – he's definitely – I went and checked out his shop and he's he's running a good show there. It's yeah, not nice. a bunch of kids just uh, with whips cracking. It's uh, It all looked pretty legit. And uh, Changu's sort of transformed those days. Yeah, it, so. it is. Um, and, no, nah, it was uh, – mate, he's running a quality shop. So we're going to get some more. I'm actually going to get some long-sleeve tees out there. Um because I've got a real thing about long sleeve tees, but not cotton ones or cotton, but really super lightweight cotton ones yep. uh, for summer because I'm an advocate for uh, trying to cover up the skin. Uh, got a, six stitches in the back of my neck right now from another skin cancer. So, yep, we're going to try and get some uh, some long sleeve cotton lightweight button up tees, Barrel Sir podcast. Yeah. And, uh, and we're also going to get a couple of limited release tees coming out with a couple of special quotes coming on from some of our favourite guests. So keep your ears peeled for them. And, uh, yeah, everyone gets three free stickers with every shirt because I've got yeah. 500 stickers. So we're looking Yeah, beautiful. and if you want a sticker or also just um, message me on Instagram or um, hit us up at barreledpodcast at gmail.com and we'll uh, send you some some booty mm. i must before we go on i must say um ryan the fuzz pamet from uh up in perth who won the whole fantasy last year I um i did promise him that i'd send him some swag and yep. ryan the reason i haven't as yet was because waiting for these t-shirts so hold yep. tight good buddy and we'll get that okay. prize pack out here he can come on the potty. Yeah, he's could, the winner. We, we could interview him about his uh, exploits yeah. taking out the uh, whole thing. I mean, I yeah. came third, obviously, and yeah. um, 
he's won it. So, so, he, so the guy that won the whole fantasy in the whole world is in Perth. Yeah, he's, he's in, like South Frio or something. Yeah, well, mate, come <laughs> come on the potty. He's welcome anytime. Yeah, it sounds like a legend. I've spoken yeah. to him on Instagram. And come and join um, us for a beer. Let, let us know when you're down next and yeah. grab your booty straight out of the That's actually better. Yeah, the fuzz, better. Ryan, if you're uh, in the southwest at any point, just yeah. come and see us and we'll hook you up. Otherwise, uh, I was going to send him a prize pack with some AGs, a yeah. T-shirt and some stickers. So, boys, I don't know where you want to go to next, Namu, but while we're on fantasy, obviously Portugal's starting in the next couple of days. What's our indeed? What's our thoughts? Who's going to take Portugal out? I think that where where's Griffin Colapinto on the rankings right now? Uh, he'd be up there. I reckon Griff would be sitting. All I'm saying is that I think Griff, having won there before, is going to go in with some confidence. Griff and, six. Uh, He's six. Yeah. Okay. Mate. He's always around that six mark. He's the Richmond of the Wazzle, isn't he? Before Richmond got good. I feel like Atalo's due for a win. A hangover year from his world title and the COVID and all that. And He's won there before too. He's won there before. I just feel like, you know, that high octane, um, lots of waves being caught is... And also a very, very good barrel rider too. Good barrel solid, rider, so big airs, all that stuff. Big, big, boosts on the, big boost on the end section. Where there. is his low on the rankings, T-Bone? Italo, I love seeing him down the rankings. <laughs> he's 16th. Right, yeah. so he's probably going to be in that middle zone. So uh, yeah. well, really rooting for a shit tip. performance for Portugal. I've, I've got Jack Robbo as my power surfer. Yep. But, uh, pretty much always do. So. What are your options in the um, top tier? I'm not sure, but I picked Jack Robbo and Jao Chianka. Uh, Fucking isn't he on a like heater? Hasn't, hasn't he had a good start to the year, mm. Jao Chianka? Uh, it was overdue. I mean, he was so unlucky to get chopped last year. He's he, sitting at third after after Pipe and Sunset. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was pretty much, he just got double johned. He got johned yeah. once by each of John's He got names. John, 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 John. Then he got, <laughs> yeah. then he got jacked. Yeah. But last <laughs> he got year, John he and got, jacked. I think it was... <laughs> John nailed him at Pipe and Bells when he was on an yeah. absolute heater. And yeah, you know, it was that cool. heat against John John at Bells was fucking mm. crazy. Some know. of those turns he was the doing. Pipe one was even crazier. I mean, they were both crazy. Yeah, but Pipe is, is to a certain extent reading the line up and just getting chewed off your head. But those yeah, yeah. hacks he was doing at Bells were just yeah. next level. And he still lost. Poor Blake. Yeah. Hey, just on the current rankings, um, I was just having a look before. And um, obviously, I wasn't expecting Jao Chianka to be third. Um, I didn't expect Zeke to be sitting at 31st, but yeah, uh, fucking old Kyo Belly. Yeah. Fuck, he's had a good start of the year. Mate, I Well, heard, he finished top 10 last year as well. He fucking... I heard an interesting tidbit while you were bagging out fucking Zeke Lau before. Uh, did you guys li- listen to the Lipped, recent Lipped potty? Yeah. Mate, they're gurus. They've, they've got insights, man. As we know, we all love them. He pointed out that... He's like, oh, you know, Gabby Medina this and Zeke Lau that. And then he's like, hold on a sec. Bloody Chowa Belly is always the, in comma, victim here. And he goes, Ooh. he goes, why is he always the victim? And then he had a look and he looked a bit, delved a bit deeper and then watched the heat straight after and went, hold on a sec. This is the guy that's causing all the fucking problems. He's the one that's fucking, he's, he's like forcing these people into these Situations. I thought that was a really good insight from uh, from Jimmy from Lips. He knows his stuff. Oh, so he's a shit stirrer. He's a shit stirrer. Mate, he forced that shit. Where, you know, with Gabby when they had to change a rule book, and then it was. But with he's Zeke. winning. He's winning heat, so it's working for him, though, eh? It's working. Or is it? No, it's not saying. Is he shit stirrer on the beach, or just shit stirrer in the surf? Don't know. But he's uh, he's a pretty resilient character. I mean, I guess. What I'm saying is he's, he's done all right in the first two events of the year. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, he seems to go all right at Hawaii. 
I'm now on the uh, women's side, Nemu. You know, Molly being equal first with with Carissa. Uh, you know, I I wouldn't have picked it to be honest with you, but pretty fucking stoked to see that. And one stat that I don't like to see: there's five Aussie girls currently outside the top ten after Hawaii. Which yes, listen for us. We have got Sally Fitz. Oh, we got Steph Gilmore. I know we've I'm a got stats man, Nemi, but I'm. We've got Isabella it, Nichols. We need one of those Joe Rogan full-time computer dudes yeah. in the corner. Just well, there's three of them. We've got well, Sally got Fitz. Steph, Isabella, Macy, oh, Macy. Sally Fitzgibbons and Sophie McCulloch, which oh, I think is yeah. actually injured. Yeah, she hasn't Sophie surfed McCulloch. this year. She won the Sun, was it Halle Eva to qualify and hasn't actually been able to throw a turn in anger. I'm sort of, I'm sort of thinking Sally, this could be Sally's retirement year. Yeah. I, she's just I know what you're saying. She... It feels like she's slipped by the wayside a bit, eh? She's as a fucking good little it. surfer, but she just, I don't know, just can't. Um, she's not as dynamic as all these new people. She's not as, yeah, she just doesn't seem to uh, induce the excitement. She wants it though, Adzi. She, she wants, wants it. it. She's but, a goddamn um, silver medalist. She's a silver medalist. Bronze medalist. It does seem to be a bit of a curse. So Owen Wright fell off to her after, picked, after winning bronze. So Sally's fallen off, about, got given the wild card, season wild card. But anyway, um, give us your picks for Portugal, men and women. Adzi, go first, mate. Jack Robbo, because I always say <laughs> Silly Jack question. <laughs> okay, just give us your women. <laughs> we no, should have a little I've preset got... button on the mixer that <laughs> yeah, just yeah. says, hey, Adzi, who do you think is going to win? Jack Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I've been saying it forever. At least he's starting to win them. I right. do have a bit of a feeling Final. about Italo, though. Yeah, okay. okay. It's, it's, I don't... Without looking at the split and the draw and all that, I feel like it's Jack Robbo and, and Italo. We'll get that to that on when we talk about yep. the edits. Make and the break. women, um, mate, the women, um, I'm just, I've, I'm done while we pick them, you know? Yeah, okay. I mean, Who do you reckon going to be in the final with her? I think it's going to be uh, Betty Lou Sakura. Seen okay. pack a pit on the net already. Yeah, yeah, she's a very, very good tube rider. I and am. Beach, she's lends itself to those younger crew, you know? Yep. I don't know. More well, energy and yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I if I'm, I who won the women's side last year it might have been Tatiana, and I think she's going to win at Portugal. Yep. Solid backhands, very, very, very good tube rider. Yep. Mr. Kennedy. Um, and yeah, I, I reckon um, she will take it, and I reckon that I reckon Molly will have a little bit of a hangover from from winning at Sunset. That's just my opinion, and I think it will be Tatiana and Carissa in the final. Yep. And in the men, I actually think Islay as well will go well, but I think Griff will have the confidence from winning last year and we'll take yeah, it out. Right. And finaling at sunset. Yes, indeed, indeed. T-Bone, who do you reckon? Um, I think it's going to be a rip curl, um, rip curl event. Why I say that is I think Tyler Wright's going to win the women's. She's sponsored by Rip Curl. I think she can take it out. She just seems to have a bit of a fire in the belly, like I was saying before. And I think it's going to be a Tyler, Caitlin Simmers final where Tyler will just beat the rookie. So Caitlin Simmers and Tyler Wright, could it be a, a passing of the baton from I, there? I, I think it, it, not yet, not yet. Um, I think uh, some of the old girls will, um, will, will pull through and show some of their experience. So I, I'm tipping Tyler. Now, in the men's, it's going to be in a Brazilian who's going to win this event. And I think Gabby Medina is going to pull this one out. I just got a feeling he is going to leave fucking Hawaii pissed off. He's going to go to Portugal. He's going to feel at home. 
He's going to have some fucking barbecue. Might be married again. Yeah, well, there you go. So that's Portugal. And the forecast does look pretty good, even though it's usually, you know, good waves and then shit waves. But yeah. bit of swell and just hopefully the winds are going to be favourable. Mm. Hey, just one surfer that I... I sort of feel like he falls in the same um, same breath as uh, Sally Fitzgibbons. It, that is Chloe Andino. What's going on with him? Is he over? I can't keep putting him in my fantasy team. I've been I, doing it for two years and he I, just keeps losing. No, I, I, I put him in my fantasy team. I think he's is, in it, is this his third. last year to, this year? Well, I just sort of feel like he's. I feel, uh, yeah, I feel like he could. If he's he the got, underachiever, he is the underachiever. But I feel like if he went to the QS, he would sort of cruise through again yeah he's got to got that vibe that he would get back on might be a good thing for him it might give him the hunger back because i mean you know one thing with chloe you know that he's always had a relaxed good lifestyle and all the rest of it so maybe that hunger's just not there because he's certainly got the talent he's yeah when he's on like that one air that he did at sunset was just so good Mm. oh he's back here and then he lost the next round so I put uh, him and Maximine Husino really? in my TSC. I just thought, well, Jeez. okay, mate, is it, you know, give it a go. I don't know. Just uh, it's Europe, you know. He's uh, he's got to be a beachy guy, surely. Well, I did know. see a photo of him on an absolute bomb at Panesh yesterday. I think so. That might not be go. a bad call. I reckon. Can't believe I'm taking fantasy tips from ads. Yeah, you are in a <laughs> you're in a world of trouble. Oh now, my man. god, I need to reset. <laughs> yeah, oh. you need to go home and have a good hard look at yourself. Are just, you? You know who's done all right start of the year. I mean, the surf probably hasn't been that great, but uh, old Rio Wider, he's done all right. He's um, where's he sit- sitting? He's sitting at sixteenth on the ratings, inside the cup. Yeah, he's not. He's knocked a few few people out. And he, he actually had some uh, actually a couple of good little tubes out at pipe in his opening rounds. Yep. And uh, can't remember who pushed him out of sunset, but um, he's actually done all right. If you compared to, you know, you look at who's in the bottom. You know, you've got the Conor O'Leary, Jaddy Andre, Zeke, Jacko Baker, Kaloe. He's actually, uh, for his first time on on CC, Rio White is doing pretty good. So what's um, what's Conor O'Leary doing wrong? Mate, well, actually, See. he got beaten by Rio at Pipe. wasn't a good one. Yep. Jacko Baker just seems to, f- oh, Jacko Baker's got to pull something out of the hat because um, he's, he's in a very similar position like he was last year. He's surfing better than ever, though. He That's is. Weird. He got ripped off, I think. Oh, at sunset, yeah. He got ripped off against Kanoa. by the judges. But, uh, you know, I J.K. Mean, does a ride at Bells, and hopefully Margie's, he might be able to um, shifty beaches. make Just that Anyone there. can come up trumps there, really. That's or, thing. or at least get comp. to the quarters. It's a hard know, comp like, to pick. Yeah. It's, uh, all of a sudden, it's pumping. Then four hours later, it's closing out. and you know. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a tough one. It's going to be an interesting one. I think it starts uh, probably by the time this is out would be day one or two. Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to start on the first day of the waiting period. And pretty good time zone for us, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's like Arvo starts. Six hours behind or something, oh, seven hours. Love that Something stuff. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll have the uh, second monitor on at work with uh, <laughs> surfing on. And, yeah. um, and, and, and yeah. the first. Well, it's, it's, yeah, it's actually day. about four or five o'clock, so the, it's the end of the working day, and so um, yeah, you can tune in. Awesome. So before we, as he's got a couple of um, film reviews, but before as he gets onto it, I'd just like to mention I watched the second season of Make or Break. Oh, the whole thing already. Yeah, on Apple TV. Yeah, right. The one month free. Fr- got the one month free, free. trial, seven I days, whatever, whatever it was, and smashed him out, and then and, um, and then quit. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I. I think I, that was my plan last year, and I think I'm still joined. So they got me. It worked oh, for me. Absolutely, membered, membered up with a whole bunch of other trials. I do. <laughs> so did you enjoy it? 
Yeah, I did. I did. And one of the one of the great things about it that I found was talking about Jack Robbo and Isolo before. Robbo beat Dina and Isolo at G-Land right in the last yeah, of the second. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. They're absolutely filthy about that and reckon that Robbo gets overscored and Isolo is not afraid to tell the camera that he reckons, you know, fuck this guy and all the rest of it. So there, it looks like there's a bit of a rivalry there. He lost the bells to Jack Robbo and he stormed up to the tower and just was screaming at Pratamo and, yeah, so it's well worth the watch. Okay. Mm. So look out for that rivalry between those two because they could – It alone Jack. It alone Jack, yeah. And also the, the other Brazilians, you, you sort of thought he was a bit tight with the Brazilians, obviously a Brazilian wife, but it seems like not the case at all. Could be wrong. Ooh, but that's what the series says. Wouldn't want to uh, have that old school judge – what was his name? Josh Palmatiers, mate? Steve someone from that episode. I'd, anyway, he was telling the story of uh, the judge back in the 80s and little redhead fella who was about 5'7 and jumped three stories off the judging scaffold to face up to five angry Hawaiians. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just like, step down, boys. And they all looked at this tiny redhead. Step down. And, and for some reason they went, yeah, I'm not messing with that little guy. No worries, yeah. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Mad so, uh, yeah, uh, you wouldn't want that fella to be up in the in the judging booth. Need more of him up there. Yeah. It's, they it's, wouldn't be storming the tower so quickly, would they? That's right. It's an um, interesting perspective into the pro-surfing lifestyle and all the rest of it. I and love the, the first season. It was unreal. Yeah, so. yeah. They did a f- almost a full episode on Tatiana um, losing. Oh, the one-turn. The one-turn. title loss. And then getting back to this year and um, – she obviously got beaten by Steph, but she got so smashed by Steph because she was yeah. – it showed Steph as well at the, in the final episode where she just had that look in her eyes. She was never going to ever lose to anyone that day and I yeah, think right. Tatiana's accepted it when yet no worries. She's yeah. on a tear here. But did, yeah. the, did they show any uh, party scenes in the jungle? Mate? They did, That yeah. was probably the most uh, probably watched um, clip. From the spectator's point of view, the punters loved a good party in the jungle. Interesting thing about that, um, the party's on with all the Brazilians up at, oh, I think it was at maybe Bobby's or the other camp. What were we at? Jayos. Uh, Jayos, yeah. They're all like raging up in the jungle up there and down the way a bit, Jack Robbo and Kelly Slater are just having a quiet beer and someone said to Jack Robbo, why aren't you out there having a, having a drink and a party? And he said, I'm not here to party, I'm here to win a world title. Oh, oh and then he won the comp. Yeah, then he won and the comp. And he's sitting having a drink with Kelly. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. Maybe not even drink, maybe just chatting with him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so obviously Jack's got that mentality. He doesn't really give a fuck. He just wants to win it. That's cool. I mean, Gabby was a bit like that too, but uh, yeah, oh, well, it just takes a marriage breakup, I guess. <laughs> you hit the tins. <laughs> <laughs> But no, well, I'm pretty pretty keen to check that one out. That's definitely so, on my list. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. as a, you have, you've uh, this one's been out for a little bit, but you yeah. wanted to talk about young Noah Deans. Yeah, Nosvid. Nosvid. Uh, that was a pretty big edit he put together. Yep. Obviously, it wasn't the last six months. You know, the, you know the most recent six month edit. You can usually just hit Instagram and they hit you know the three minute mark. Something like that, T-Bone. It's 30 yeah. minutes, this one, huh? Yeah, but this one is, um, you can see there's a lot more time gone into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a good couple of years building this one and hence it was 30 minutes long. Yeah, it was pretty pivotal, man. It really showed an insight into what, what that guy's f- goals are in life and in, especially in terms of surfing. 
Um, mate, the first section was an absolute fast-paced barrage of big airs, like huge airs. He's just a f- and free surfer, right? tricky slabs. Yeah, he's a free surfer. He's got some good sponsorships, I'm pretty sure. Mate, there was some, you know, tricky sort of looking wedges, uh, sort of fast-paced but still hefty coming up next. And then he had, you know, he had a little bit of animation, like Play-Doh-styled um animation of himself sort of jumping on a plane and going to Hawaii which is all good breaks mm. it up and gives it sort of that unique sort of look mate yeah. it's definitely worth checking out uh if you haven't watched it you should definitely watch it um Hawaii's good it's not mind blowing but there's definitely some nice tubes but I feel like um the, the crux of the video is about the south coast slabs and the south Aus slabs and all, wherever the hell they are with a really trippy sort of songs and really good water shots was pretty fascinating. Nice. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting, he loves the full deck grip. So I was like, oh, I wonder how many sort of slab specialists in the making, younger kids are going to look at that and go, maybe for these crazy slabs that are mostly bodyboards are really tricky, maybe full deck's the go. Maybe mm. that's, you know, maybe that gives him an edge. Who There's knows? also practical implication, implications with that too. I use a, a front deck. Uh, yeah, just so I don't I always drag my <laughs> knee and I crush my deck in. But if I've got the front foot deck really? grip, doesn't crush, crush it in. in. Yeah. yeah, right. Interesting. So purely for a lack of skill, that's all. Okay. Shout out to Jeff North. He he still hasn't left his 80s bubble of full deck grip. He loves a full deck grip. So he'll <laughs> He'd be rocking gorilla grip, wouldn't he? Oh, 100%. He loves it. <laughs> so good on you, Northy. Mate, I think he also runs booties a lot too. So I'm, I'm a booties guy. I, I know they can hinder you a little bit on takeoff, but I've been wearing them for so long because I just got I just got sick of having sea ulcers on my foot for years and years. Once you use them, though, I reckon they actually give you more grip. Well, they definitely give you more grip. Uh. The wax doesn't have to be up to speed. Uh, shout out to uh, one of the local tradies, local chippy, Captain Caveman. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he just had a melanoma cut out of the bottom of his foot. Right. And, mate, how are you going to put... Bottom of your yeah, well, think about it, man. You paddle so much more than yeah, you surf true. in the water. Ah. And how are you going to put how are you going to put sunscreen on the bottom of your feet? You can't do it. No, because you're going to slip off your board. Mm. Maybe unless you got full deck grip. I don't know. Yeah, well, booties. So, mate, I run booties. So, and uh, well, all year round, all year round. Really? Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Love the booties. Oh. Yeah, oh, T-Bone is disgusted over there. <laughs> I can't stand <laughs> I, I he loves having a surf in his booties and then getting out and having a yeah. beer, a booty shoey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the old boy is just pointing to his one of his million scars that he's got from skin cancers. But all right, special guest, here. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, first time on the potty, <laughs> Lance Kennedy, me old man's just having a beer. What he he's keep keep in mind he's had about two hundred and fifty skin cancers cut out. So he's, he's, Mr. Yeah. Kennedy, to the listeners. There was a surfer. About five years ago, he died uh, with a skin cancer on his foot. Bottom of his mm. foot? No, the top, just around his ankle. Yeah. And it's your toes, in between your toes, mm. that's when they, they can start there as well. Yeah. So when you go to a dermatologist, they should check your toes, especially if you're in surfing. There you go. Yeah, you would never yeah. think you'd get a skin cancer there. No, you but don't. That's, that's where that's they what do you do, just cut your toe off if you've got one. You cut your toe off or how does it work? Yeah, yeah. It's cancerous, yeah. It's hard, obviously, to get in there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but they can they can burn them off like the base cell cancers here. Yeah, the BCC. So I haven't had a melanoma. I've been lucky, you know. The worst one is on, on my bloody nose here. It brought me to tears. I had one on the tip of my nose. I cut out. Then I had one on my eye right up in here. So anyway, the word is you just got to cover up. 
You can't cover your eyes up, of course. You know, but yeah. everything else is exposed, your arms, you know. So yeah, yourself head, some feel-good you know, sunscreen. Sunny. Shout out yeah. Jay Patterson and the team at Feel Good. Hats are the best. Yeah. Well, I've had one out of my eyelid just recently, as you guys know. It was pretty mm. fucked up. Yep. And, uh, mate, Captain Cavey had one on the bottom of his foot and I just went in on Friday afternoon to my skincare lady and um, and she checks between my toes to make she's really thorough. And, uh, yeah, she chopped one out of the back of my neck. And, uh, is that was, a melanoma or a no, BCC? No, BCC. Yeah. Yep. Melanomas are pretty scary. You don't want to be getting one of them cut out, man. Then you yeah, know. I had a melanoma cut out of my back. Have you? Mm. Oh, that's hectic. Yeah. It's a cancer um, survivor. Yeah, exactly. And I just thought, wow, that's really interesting. I know we got off topic here, but, mate, your feet are always just facing up on those long paddles. Yeah. If you're, yeah. especially all these crew on point breaks and mm. stuff, you know, like, what do you do to cover your feet? Like, I'm just lucky that I always wear booties. And that's what I was telling my um, mm. skin doctor on the weekend. Mm. She proceeded to tell me that she just cut one out of a lady's vulva, right. which I thought was interesting. So, okay. not sure what her hobbies entail, but. Um, <laughs> Anyway. Well, <laughs> getting some sun on the uh, guns, really. <laughs> so there you go. So we got sidetracked, but Noah, Noah Dean is not go, getting before melanomas. Before you go there, T-Bone, yeah. have you had any uh, BCCs on melanomas? Yeah, I had one on my shoulder. Yeah, it seems to be a typical and spot I, I, for I've it. had a few things burnt off over the years, yeah. but I'm actually due for a check. I need you gotta, to go You've got to go at least once a year. I'm check on it out, everyone. Yep. If you're a surfer, you got to check it at least once a year. If you're an Aussie surfer especially. It's yeah, right. exactly. Sh- shout out to Wazza Boys from Coastal Life Surf. He actually um, had a lot of um, treatment done to his face. He actually looks like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, but <laughs> he had to pay the price. Um, hopefully you come back all, all looking all good there. Yeah, he's got some it? plastic surgery, wouldn't he? And get some nice full lips. And no, he's a pretty good looking rooster to start with. Mm. So you might as well go the duck lips. Might as well. <laughs> to round it out. Get your little Michael Jackson nose and your <laughs> duck lips. And away you go. <laughs> yeah. I think Woz is going to join us when he's back from his swing. Yep. He, I spoke to Tink last night and I said, make sure Woz comes on. And I said, yeah. we'll just get him up here for a beer. Yes. And, Famous uh, last words. Put a microphone in front of him. If he wants to talk, he can. Yeah, well, exactly. he's got some media commitments being the yelling up ball riders president this year. Well, so that's part of the reason we need to get him on to exactly. have a chat about that stuff. Anyway. But, uh, yeah, so Noah Dean's uh, not getting any melanomas on his feet, it would seem, between his booties the and booty his man. deck grip. He is uh, <laughs> he's cancer-free on the feet and Completely he's covered. very stuck to his board, which was evident in some of the ridiculous slabs that he was dropping into. So... That was pretty sick. Uh, he had some really good slow-mo water sections, calves, and some good wipeouts, some fast pits to heavy metal after that. His last wave, as as any last wave on a video, is is the best wave. Uh, yeah. Always, uh, always remember you start with your second strongest and you finish with your strongest. Like when you see a band, they generally go yeah. second best song and then yeah. the best song at last. You got to, yeah. Uh, and his last song was... His, his last song, his last wave was ridiculous. It was yeah. one of those waves where you're just like scratching your head as to how he actually managed to paddle into it and make it and then get was to Was this the, on that slab again? One of those crazy slabs. Yeah. I don't know which slab, but just it was so ledged out. and I haven't seen inverted. the video. Yeah. And I, you would have seen that wave though. I've seen that wave, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, mate had some good music, a bit of Basement Jacks in there early. Oh, nice. Yeah, and some good metal as well. Crazy slabs, huge airs. Reckless but skilled charging. So uh, I mean, you could almost look at it and go, "Well, he's maybe, maybe throwing caution to the wind." But obviously, there's an element of calculation there due to his skill. It's a really good water shot. It's a long movie, thirty minutes, and it's long unique. these days. It's it is long, so it's a it definitely a lot of effort gone into it. And uh, I feel like it was u- he's unique in his dedication to barely surfable slabs. 
He fucking charges nine out of ten. Yeah. Nine, nine out, out of ten. Of 10. Oh, mate, it's pretty killer. Mate, you gave Torren Martin bloody nine out of ten. No, I gave him ten out of ten. Okay, for his <laughs> okay, 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 yeah, yeah. okay. Mate, it's so pretty good. I must mean, be good then. Must it's, be good. it's good, but look, it doesn't. It's not like when you're watching someone at J Bay or some Indo wave or a Mexican point where you're like, oh, and it gets you so frothing to go there because you don't want to catch the waves no, that he's no catching. Thanks. But it's nine yeah. out of ten in. Just in awe and appreciation of what he's actually doing, which is a little bit. He put a hundred grand know. of his own money towards it too. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Good on so it's dedication, no doubt. Yeah. The other one that I recently watched, I actually watched one called "Thanks" by local Dropney extraordinaire and uh, videographer, photographer from the southwest of West WA, uh, Feasty Kim Feast. It's really good, but we're not going to go into it now because he is going to come on uh, somewhere in the next week or two and talk to us. But it is a great watch. He Same deal. You can tell that it's not a five-month project. It's a two-year project, maybe longer for him. Uh, a lot of effort going in it, and you can see that. So check yeah, it out. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's got a bit of surfing. It's got a bit of drop kneeing. It's got a lot of southwest in there. It's just some good stuff, but I will... We will go into that in depth. Yeah, later. looking forward to having a chat with Feasty about that one. Yeah, and mate, he's he's been around a long time, um, and he's seen a lot. So, Caitlin Simmers toasted movie. Toasted. See, I feel like this is the contradiction to the both those ones we we're just referencing there, where these were like these really long drawn out processes. Katie Simmers toasted, I feel, is. The new up-and-coming superhero of the surf world no doubt has a lot of money and resources at her disposal. Well, one thing I can tell you about that, edited and produced by Katie Simmons. There you go. She apparently spent a month in the stab offices working nine to five. Really? Well, in there nine to five and uh, did the whole thing herself. Wow. Taught herself how to edit and all the rest. Really? Yeah. Well, that's a 17-year-old girl. Mate, it sort of had that light, breezy, fun-filled sort of feel to it, what you'd expect from a 16-slash-17-year-old girl and her, and her brother was a big part of the movie. Yep. Obviously, so it's pretty sick too and it's young. So just sort of compared to, you know, like the Nosvid and these other ones that are – it's not like they're s- serious but they're just – you can just sense the amount of effort going in whereas this thing just seemed like – bit more of a lot of feel. Very light of feel, just filming her – day-to-day surfs around the place over the last six months and she's one of those people where probably every day she gets one clip that's a keeper so it's it's sort mm. of a bit easier you know it's full-on cutting-edge female surfing future world champ material everyone's got a that. super nice style huh oh it's unbelievable but my big takeaway from it was it's not just the stuff she makes it's the stuff that she almost makes that is like looking into the crystal ball of the future yes okay it's the stuff that she's attempting that she almost made it but you know that she's going to make it in two years time and that's the stuff that impressed me because it was a lot of that where she was a combo and then she went to finish the combo and it and it was like blow tail roundhouse cutty off the foam and it didn't quite stick it and i'm but i'm just like whoa mate like when she does stick that that's that's the best female surfing ever done sort of stuff yeah yeah that's what I, I took of it. It, was, it wasn't it was a serious thing, but uh, it was really good. Definitely worth looking at and just to see who this new prodigy is. And, and uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it's pretty pretty full on. Indeed. She's on the tour, obviously. And um, yeah. as you know, there's a bit of downtime on the tour. So hopefully she can get a few more clips and put another video out this year. Yeah. Hey, just on videos, I'll just give a quick shout out to Kayla Walsh. 
you know, the stab surfer, the best surfer, best edit, best, best edit, best, yep. best that. So Idiot Box had officially won the 2022 stab edit of the year. Yeah, you, got you boys watched that. I think we, I think we, um, yep. we actually had a bit of a yarn about it last year sometime. But uh, and it's yeah, it's, it's worth watching again. Slabs, slabs and airs. It's insane, absolutely insane. And I know Adzi's talked to Carl about coming on the show because he's a yelling out boy, and hopefully we can get that set up at some point. Now he's got the Bitcoin in his pocket. He can buy us a few beers, a few virtual beers. You eat, eat what are they call fucking BFTs or something. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm just trying to see what a Bitcoin's worth now because they dropped a lot. <laughs> they have dropped a lot. They've sort of come back a bit, I think. Have they? Yeah. All right. Bitcoin, as of right now, is worth $33,121. Okay, so we're back from that little uh, refreshment break and we are going to rip straight into the Clive Palmer Cup. We haven't done this for a while, obviously, because we haven't been in the shed quarters for a bit. T-Bone, have you got a Clive Palmer for us, mate? I yes. should explain, if you haven't haven't listened to the podcast before, we give the Clive Palmer Cup to the biggest idiot slash dickhead in surfing or otherwise. Or just something that pisses you off in general. Yeah, it's nothing to do with Clive Palmer himself. Well, you know, we don't want to get lawsuits or anything. But, yeah, it's just called the Clive Palmer Cup for no reason whatsoever, no coincidence there. No, just because um, it rhymes, alliteration, that's all. Exactly, yeah, T-Bone. I've never, ever, ever missed a bin day. <laughs> and today... I was sitting there inside the having old a long weekend bin day. That's oh, a tricky one. I was having a coffee and I could hear it. And the wife comes in and goes, Have you put the bins out? Oh, like okay. she says every Monday. <laughs> have you put the bins out, Torrin? I said, No, have you? <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, I, 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 I charge out. And, in um, your undies, because that's how I usually do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was in my uh, sleeping, you know, boxer shorts. Yep, yep, standard. That's yeah. it. The only way to put your bins out on a Monday morning. <laughs> T-Bone loves and his it, cotton boxes in his handkerchief in the back pocket. It's a public holiday in, in WA today, by the way, folks, if you were, uh, yeah. So, what time are we talking roughly here, T-Bone? Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't super early. Um, it was about uh, nine o'clock. Oh, super early. It wasn't even actually early. Let alone super. Early. And I never forget, mate. I get, I get it out because um, normally when I take the kids to school, that's when I put the bins out. And obviously, there's yeah. no school today. So what really peeved me off is um, I got out, and I, 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 the truck driver basically just whizzed past my place, and I waved to him. As I was pushing my bin said, out, and mate. we had, we had this brief eye contact, oh. and he just shakes he, his head. He eye not you. today, Tyrone. We looked at each other, and I pointed at my bin, and I actually gave him a little, a little shucker. Yeah, <laughs> and guess what? Donuts. He kept going. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and at my place, you've got like a terrace and a back lane. They normally do a bit of a loop. And I'm thinking he's going to come around. He's going to come back come down around. the lane. He'll come sort me out. Such a small lane. And then he's, I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I, you know what? I was going to, I was actually going to pull out a four pack of beer, cheeky oh, monkey beer. Um, so just, he missed out. Just to do the extra lap around just to come yeah. by. And, and he, he, saw, he saw you your, gar- he saw your garage and went, no, that fucking craft beer shit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> my T-Bone is very generous with his four packs. I've seen him dishing them out willy-nilly, willy oh. so I have no doubt that he would have dished one out of this uh, rubbish. Would have been a super friendly out. guy would have been too. dished out. That's and why he's given shuckers and all the rest of it. And, and and even the neighbours said, oh, he'll come back, he'll come back, he'll be back, he'll be back. He saw you, he saw you. All the neighbours in the same position, they forgot their bins. Yeah, the and then another <laughs> neighbour goes, don't worry, just just swap it for a, an empty one. I said, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, sorry, mate, but I don't do that. <laughs> That's right. That'd be a Clive Palmer in well, itself, yeah, wouldn't it? A, so oh. cut a long story short, as you threw my bin in the back of the Pajero and I drove to the tip today. Oh, that's oh, old school. You should have told me I had a bunch of stuff for you to take. <laughs> <laughs> and I drove, I drove into the, the tip down, you know, you know where the tip is. And she goes, oh, you forget the rubbish. Oh. <laughs> I said, no shit, Sherlock. Oh, she called you on it. That's she classic. called me. What do you reckon? Mate, the first three was or four Wasn't a good you... start. No, it's not a good start, but it's happened so many times. So who gets it, the bin man or you? Yeah, well, that's a good point, that mate. I'll, I'll give it to the missus. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> mate, the first three or four years I lived in this place, there was no bins. So I used to have to drive down there all the time. It was the standard issue. It was like build it up to the point where it was just like, God damn, that's stinky. And then oh, you got to do a run down the yeah. tip. At least you got it was a nightmare. Yeah, oh, mm. I can't remember what I had then. But uh, probably it would have been in the pano. Right. would have been doing it in the Sandman. But, uh, but mate, my, my bin run... For years used to be at about 10 past six, sometimes six o'clock. So, T-Bone, you would have had no chance, mate. He's only only the last year. It's been blowing back to sort of mid-morning, but I used to be I, – I'd be in bed, which not often in bed, to be honest, because I'm up pretty early, but I'd hear the truck. I'm out in the bush here a bit and it's a bit quiet and I'd hear it coming and just, mate, my driveway's about – you know, maybe 60, 70 metres long and just doing that run in your undies. Did it so many times. Barefoot in the gravel. <laughs> maybe, yeah, barefoot in the gravel, waving them down. Never had a four-pack, mind you, so good for you, T-Bone. But, uh, no, they've bumped it back a bit and, uh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Who, who have you got for your Clive Palmer Cup? Okay, I've here. got uh, I got two Clives. Uh, have you got one Clive or two? I had two, but you you go. No, you go. You go first. Well, this is just a, sh- this is just a, uh, a very short one. Um, did you boys see that 90-foot... Cruiser that got washed up on, on the reef Bay. of Honolulu Bay. Yeah, yep. nah. I don't yeah, know. It's almost on the shore. All I know, all I know, was it, um, it's it's super pissed off the locals, and I don't know how much fuel it was carrying Namu, but uh, it was certainly pissing out some oil and stuff. I, I was reading the news about it uh, a little while ago, and um, yeah, it pissed out a lot of diesel. Um, some Howley, you know, obviously multi millionaire Howley in a dark alley. <laughs> Decided to park his boat up on uh, on a on a very pristine bit of reef on Honolulu Bay. Really? So wow. uh, you can only think it was at night time because you couldn't do that day because it's right in on the, yeah. right almost on the rocks. It's like they've tried to catch a wave into the bay mm. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Ninety foot is not a small boat. Nah. All right. I'll have a look at that one. Yeah. That's it's huge. But anyway, a bit of a Clive Palmer for that for that skipper. Yeah. Mate, I have a Clive Palmer. It's, it shows how long we've uh, actually haven't done one of our standard sessions here. But um, the summer wins. I, uh, I I feel like I nominated this last summer. But yeah, it feels like they've been worse again this year though. Mate, I had the first day of Christmas holidays and in the building industry and, and probably a lot of industries, but you just get that Christmas rush. So December 1. mate you get that rush where everyone's just like i need this don't need that and and it's hectic right 
and, uh, and, and, you know, however the, the days landed, I can't quite remember now. I think it might have been a Thursday this day that looked like really good surf, eight to ten foot of swell, stiff easterlies, good ground swell. And it was like, you know, the 23rd or something like that. So everyone was like, you know, trying to finish on the 23rd or the 24th. You didn't want to be working Friday the 24th or whatever, however it panned out. But we were probably going to have to. And so we worked all week, like putting in late hours, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. to so get nine to four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not T-bone hours, actual normal <laughs> hours. <laughs> and... Um, Mate, and and we got we, we did it, and we and we got our work finished. And you beauty this morning, Thursday mornings come around, and we're up at old two koalas, and the swells bombing, and the winds are absolutely hooking, mate. Like twenty five to thirty knots, straight east, perfect offshore. Yeah, but just so incredibly strong that you can't surf, holding you up. Yeah, and, it, and it, well, I didn't even surf. I'm like, yeah, I can't paddle out there because yeah, yeah. it's just too much, and it was pretty big, and you know, it breaks pretty far out this spot and uh so i sat there and i and i waited for about an hour and a bit which is something i don't normally do but this time I was like okay this is i'm pretty used to a strong offshore living in wa mm-hmm. uh but this was just that next level again where i just went no nah, i'm mate I, i've got no chance so we waited a bit you know a few calls everyone was gathering in the car park and a few phone calls and everyone's just like how crazy is this wind and then we're like you know what i've waited long enough I got a feeling it's going to be one of those weird summer days where it it goes from howling offshore to twenty three minutes of light offshore before the southwester sea breeze comes in. Yep. So I want to I want to get on it, you know, or maybe you might get an hour of like good winds, you know. That's what I was, I was sort of hoping for an hour, an hour and a half, really, mate. So I went back to my spot, started suiting up, waxing up. Taco was there, a few gurus were there, Adam Garts, and we're all. Suiting up, and as we're suiting up, mate, the wind is absolutely hooking still, like ridiculous rooster tails. And out the back, we're, as we're putting our weddies on, we're like... You see that, Shane? Is that a glassy patch out there? Like, surely... And then we could see behind the glassy patch some white caps. And yep. we're like, nah, it can't be that, mate. It's 29 knots <laughs> easterly. Like, I can't... It cannot do it. Mate, we walk down the cliff. It's glassy. We jump in. By the time we're out the back, it's 15 knot onshore. And I was just, <laughs> mate, I was so, and it was like a really good swell, like eight foot, the odd bigger one, really long walls, powerful swell. We just, mate, had this goal first day of Christmas holidays. We all worked as hard as we could to get, make sure we got this day. And then just got absolutely stooged by the, uh, by the summer winds. So I'm nominating the summer winds. Gankathon. The Clive Palmer. Um, also nominating for the Clive Palmer in a similar region of the area. Um, it's been a lot of roadworks at the northern end of a particular break yeah. up yeah, here, yeah. right? Fucking hell. Mate, yeah. It's been going on for months and months and months. They've blocked off the access to this four-wheel drive track to the most popular wave in the area. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, mate, it's, there's two ways into this break. I always go the south way and that's been... The track has been chewed because everyone has to go that way because the road workers have, are fixing up a road at the other end. Yeah. It was uh, open for a little bit though, right? Well, no, it was open. On the weekends? No, yeah. Well, I mean, that's sort the thing. Of, it technically sort of. wasn't open. Because I went <laughs> in there a couple of times that way. Yeah, I know. But people technically was, it wasn't was open. throwing the berries. Well, the bush, mate. It? Uh, it's like a traffic force guy just sitting there going, not today, mate. Yeah. Not today. Mate, uh, <laughs> It's, and then it was also if you went before a certain time and after a certain time, you could get through because the council yep. workers had knocked off or whatever. Anyway, 
a certain mate of ours, we'll call him Skinny Pete. Uh, Skinny Pete, who's a, is an avid listener, um, he uh, he loves that break. He really loves the break. He's there all the time. He spends all day there. He bought a th- recently bought a thousand dollar bush banger, uh, four wheel drive bush basher, uh-huh. epic thing, right? Uh, yeah. And uh, he'd been up there. He had just three- to get there. Yeah, he made. Yeah, he's pretty much. It was just a good deal. It was one of them ones where he's like, oh, how can you go wrong for a thousand bucks? You know, I think it had an old Holden engine in it, and it was some old four wheel, you know, rust and all the rest of yep. it. But sort of car that's because that track just it kills your cars. Does and, um, the amount of times we we all go down it? Um, so he'd been surfing all day. I think he'd had three surfs. Had his couple of beers, watched the sunset. He's coming out, or something like that. Oh, my, my not a queen being sunset, but he's uh. And I was surfing that day, and I seen him out there, and and I was like, I needed to get somewhere. It was like the physio. Shout out down south physio, Trev. Uh, it was something like that. I had to get somewhere. I'm like, I'm not going to risk going that way just in case the track's not open. So I went out my other way, even though it was much longer and bumpier. And then me mate uh, Skinny Pete is is decided to go out the other way. He gets there and uh, these council workers have apparently cracked the shits with all the surfers coming and going when they shouldn't have. So they've got one of their semi-trailers and reversed it across this track. Oh, no. And fully blocked it off. Right. And then, uh, and then, and then me mate Skinny Pete's like, I accept your challenge, $1,000 banger. And uh, and he's proceeded to just drive through the bush and knocking over a few trees. I think he got stuck on one and had to get pulled off by, by another <laughs> mate because another mate came up behind. He's like, oh, I'm just going to turn around. And Skinny Pete's like, not on my watch. I'll get through. Follow me, bro. Yeah, follow me. So he's like knocking trees over and stuff in his, in his basher and he gets around and then his mates get out behind him and – Everyone's happy. They're having a laugh, you know. Like, mate, this, we're talking about small trees. This isn't old growth. This is like coastal scrub. Like, it'll grow yep. back in a year. It's not yep. a problem. So anyway, they get round, and then apparently, a couple of young fellas, you know, a bit more, a uh, bit more pop in their step, turn up heading in for the very late Largo, and they're like, "Oh, mate, we're we're stoked, um, you know, that we can get through because." We saw the truck and it was all blocked off, and then we seen you come driving out of the bush. <laughs> and he's and and old skinny Pete. He's he's a bit of a character, and he's like, "Yeah, mate, no worries, boys. Just get on through there, blah blah blah." So they, these guys follow this brand new track around the semi, and and skinny Pete, mate, he's an older dude, and he's been surfing that place for Christ knows how many years. Like he'd be sixty five. He's been surfing it for all the years, fifty, you know, yeah, like yeah. religiously. And he's like, mate, this is actually really dangerous what they've done. What if there was a fire in an afternoon sea breeze coming from the southwest? There's one track to the southwest and one track to the northwest. Very good point. How would you get out? What if there's an incident, mate? One of his mates died there two and a half weeks yeah. before yeah. of a heart attack. Where's the ambulance going to come in from? Like, yeah. He goes, this is, this is like not on. You can't do this. This is a really dangerous thing they've done, which is a fair point. So Skinny Pete's like, you know, so that's why I drove around and created myself a new track. Apparently it's about the fourth track that's been created. Yeah, I'm around, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just these, you know, 20 metre around the edge tracks that put rocks up and this and that. It's a nightmare of a track already. So yeah. if you have to drive it back, drive it and then, and then turn get, around again and yeah. do the other track. Yeah, especially if you've got someone like an with an injury. Around, Mate, there's been so many injuries going up yeah. on up there. Like so many fatalities, injuries. Yeah. Mate, it's hectic. Um, and So here's uh, the Clive Palmer too. Well, the Clive Palmer is to the council workers. Um, and then the Clive, yeah, the Clive's definitely to them. Mates, what have you got for a Clive Palmer, Nami? 
Now, this might sound ungrateful for having travelling surfers to the area, but there is a lots of, uh, you guys have been saying it, lots and lots and lots of white vans around the place at the moment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, yeah. In all the car parks around the southwest, which is, you know, good on you, travelling, having a good time and stuff. There are a lot, of, a lot, a lot, a lot of learner surfers amongst the van dwellers. Um, and I think you've just got to realise your limits when you're uh, learning how to surf because I was out at the local main. It was onshore, but there was, you know, some, I don't know, four footers or whatever. Nothing even resembling crazy, but these two very, very fresh learners paddled out as well. I mean, the surf was terrible. It was howling onshore, but I had it to myself, so I was stoked. And, yeah, they paddled out there and had absolutely no idea. And yeah, I was thinking I'm going to have to rescue these two. These two. <laughs> it, it was like a girlfriend and a boyfriend. And this one sort of solid set came through and absolutely annihilated them. Yeah, luckily for them, they sort of got washed in over the reef and into the lagoon. But, yeah, I, I think this message there for learning surfers everywhere, just know, know what you're capable of. And uh, if you're learning to surf, don't go to a reef break when there's sort of four-footed swell in the water. Could have been a very, very different story. As we know, you know, you can get washed around that other side and then out to sea there and, yeah, yeah just be careful. By yeah. all means, come and surf and the rest of it, but just... Know where your limits are. Go to Bali. That's where everyone else learns. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So that's my five palmer for today. Mate, all right. Well, Steve Irwins. I, I think, I know we've spoken about her a few times, but Molly Pickland. She's just, just call it. Let's call her Molly Irwin. Call, call it Molly Irwin. <laughs> she's, got, she's got the Steve Irwin. She's just the true definition of a good Steve Irwin. Not only did she obviously get cut off from the tour last year, she got back on a horse. She was never off a horse, but just went on the Challenger Series, kept surfing, training, got back on the CT, one sunset, one Vans. Um, I think she's a great example for young young Gromit surfers that want to embark on a, on a professional surfing tour life that it's not all roses. You can, you can face some hard times at the start, but if you just, you know, keep working on it, you know, you can can come back like Molly have done. She's very determined and, uh, yeah, she's a Steve Irwin by yeah, far. Nice Steve Irwin. Adds a year, have you got any more, T-Bone? I do, but more of a shout-out. A quick shout-out to Surfing WA. I did the Surfing 365 on the weekend. Oh, yeah. That's a WA government-funded free course and basically touches on a bit of CPR and touches on a bit of uh, surf rescue. It was really good. Um, the more people that, that can help out in a rescue in the surf, the better. So there was some good... Good tips learnt. So shout out to Paul who ran the course, and uh, yeah, it's they they they're going into different schools and in different areas. So uh, I think everyone's got a story about whether someone's drowned or or someone's had a serious injury out in the surf, and just having a a few little skills goes a long way. So Steve Irwin to Surfing WA and probably yeah, the government the and the government as well from yeah. funding it. Adzi. You got uh, four or five, probably. Oh, mate, I've got about seven, but I'll try to rip through them. On that same thought train, uh, one of my Steve Irwin's was to Shannon Morell from Shark Eyes and mm. Russell Ord, the photographer. Both have come in here and done epic potties. Uh, I did the two-day, full weekend uh, breathing and heavy water rescue course with them in Dunsborough. Mate, it is bloody awesome. Couldn't recommend it highly enough to 
anyone who's been a lifelong surfer or plans to be, there's some really simple stuff that they're teaching. There's some in-depth stuff as well, but there's a couple of really simple takeaways that's just like, would have been good to know this stuff 20 years ago. Just how to pull someone in who's, you know, unconscious when you've only got a surfboard. Like, they asked me, how would you do it? And I'm like, actually, uh, I, I don't know. Like, try to, you, you just think that you've got to get them on your board and paddle them in, but you don't, mate. You do this little technique where you go up to them, you flip them on their back, you hook their legs under and you just paddle in as per normal. I did a demo with a 95 kilo dude and, mate, I was just paddling like a dream, you know, like, because it's just me on my board and I'm hooking my legs under him. So, and mate, there's a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, like leggy snags and breathing and, and how to get crew on a skis when they're, when there's only one person and some simple stuff that can really help us in the surf. So Yeah, and I um, think that's that's another example of where people learning to surf should be yeah. encouraged to do that as well, you know, because, I mean, we've surfed all our, all our lives without having this sort of rescue some of these skills, knowledges, you know, yeah. so... Yeah, some of it's really basic. Like it's because these guys have sat down, thought about it, and 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 we've never done that because we're just like, oh, you just go surfing. But mate, the Shark Eyes Deep Water Course is absolutely awesome. The two guys running it, we don't need to elaborate on them. Russell Lord, you've all heard his podcast. Yeah, Shannon Worrell, we he's got one part out and he's got a second part coming out. We've had a few technical issues, but mate, that's coming. These guys are serious, serious watermen yeah who are 100%. at the absolute top echelon of watermen in terms of swimming photography breathing surfing towing rescuing like they really know their stuff and you're getting a you know uh, those two guys with 10 people in your class and they're doing and you do it's just not theory you're, you're in the water they've got skis you're, you're putting on wetties you're doing it practically it's a really good course i absolutely loved it to the point where I, mate, it's one of those things I actually just want to go and do the same course again in a couple of months just to get it to sink in a bit. Reinforce it. Reinforce it, man. Yeah. You know, it's a lot to take in. So that was really cool. Uh, shout out to those guys. Quick shout out to Garthy, Aussie GTS Garthy. Garthy Malumby. Yep. He just loves the podcast. Uh, he just sent us a text saying how he thoroughly enjoyed the six and a half hour extravaganza <laughs> of Josh Palmatier, which was hilarious. That guy had some amazing stories and, Garthy was claiming it's one of the best shed quarter sessions ever. So thanks for nice listening, Garthy. Garthy. Um, Champion. Quick Ooh, shout legend. out to uh, Brent from Duns Repainting, who's just been, mate, just supporting the yelling up board riders, just throwing out big novelty checks at him. Painter's pot. Yeah, painter's pot. He's an absolute frother. He's such a good dude. And he just, uh, he really loves the surfing community and uh, surfing himself. And yeah, he's just uh, really getting behind the board riders. That's a really old one that I had written down. I just wanted to chuck it out. It's a nice work, Brent. On that Shark Eyes course, Grace Cook, a young 12-year-old yeah, girl Cook. from yeah, yeah. Kawaramup who came down and, and did the course and some other girl called Ebony, a 19-year-old booger from Perth. He drove all the way down from Perth to do the weekend course. I thought it was just really cool that, you know, these young females were interested in bettering their, their skills in the heavy surf as well. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Shout out to them. Massive shout out to... Chasen Bearsley, also known as Jason Bromley. Oh, yeah. But he's, uh, his real name is Chasen Bearsley's. Bromus. Yep, Brom. Uh, and Barnsey, who you could also call Chasen Bearsley. Two absolute core lords, uh, avid listeners of the potty, mates of ours from around the area. We're here for the Shed Quarter extravaganza with Molly, Marco and Jack yep, Baker. they were. Both yep. of them were. Yep. Uh, mate, both sustained hefty injuries. Both spent about two years out of the water. 
and both have got back in the water within about a week of each other. Obviously, just nursing their way back into it. Awesome news for the local surfing community. Uh, you know, Barnsey broke his neck out there and, and from all reports, you know, could have died and Brom had a serious back injury and these guys have fought really hard to get back in the water um, and, and both have had major setbacks along the way. So good to see a couple of old injured yeah, war horses back out there swinging sure. their boards around. So look forward to seeing them pick up their game. Quick shout out to Matty B, the rapper. Yes, uh, Matty B. Matty B is on Legend. a heater. Yeah, he was almost going to come in the Savo, but I thought we'd just keep it to us three because it's been a while. i got the CDs in the car too. Matty, oh, shout yeah, out to a couple of CDs. Mate, he has been touring his CD, premiering it all around Australia. Yes, mate. He's pretty fired up. Uh, he loves surfing. He's still surf coaching on the side. He's got some local, he's been over in Brisbane and New South, and then he's back here. I think he's doing Beer Farm next weekend, which oh, yeah? cool. when, you, when you release this will probably be in a couple of days' time. So go down and check out Matty B there. Cheers, um, Lance. At the Beer Farm. At the Beer Farm, maybe Sweet. with a bunch of punk bands. Actually, sounds like a really cool night out, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it'd be sick see Matty B. Beer so check nice. out his new album, Chronica. It's on all the platforms and, and whatnot, and he's pretty fired up. And he's going back over east to tour Bico and all this stuff, and Sweet. Mate, and he's still fired up about surfing. He, he just he's a good honest cat, Matty I B. I fucking so. loves it. He's yeah, so Matty fantastic. B. Yeah. Uh, one more quick one to a young fella, Lockie Ord Hume oh, from yeah. Perth. Uh, young Lockie is a uh, he's a son of one of my mates, and my mate doesn't surf, but young Lockie does. He's about sixteen, good looking young rooster, and he came <laughs> down for the uh, Chrissy holidays. And, uh, you know, like any 16-year-old or most 16-year-olds who grew up in Perth surfing, you know, hasn't experienced much of the down south juice and uh, took him out on one of those windy summer days that I leave alluded, alluded to, to yeah. earlier. You know, howling off he, you know, good on a four foot, a couple of nuggets, deep water reef and uh, he followed me out and um, took a couple of hidings and I thought, oh, he's not going to paddle back out, but he did. Called him into a couple of waves where I was blatantly looking at it going, He's way too late, As, but he's a young froth and grom. You just call him in no matter what because he was in not really the spot, but at least he was near the spot and he had absolutely no chance of making the wave. And uh, But his older mate had just told him to go and so he just sent it and just got pulverised on a couple <laughs> of beauties. So um, Mate tells you to go, you got to go. Yeah, yeah. So and then, he, and then he got a couple of waves too after getting caught in the inside and coming out and he got a couple of waves. So uh, good on you. Lockie Ord Hume, and uh, look forward to having another surf with you sometime soon down here. Good on you, Lockie. There's a fair few clients. Um, I've got a quick shout out, first of all, to one of our guests from a little while back, Chatty Jackson. He uh, told us some incredible stories about his bodyboarding exploits down to some of those slabby waves down in the south. It is his first comp in about 20 years last weekend down at uh, down the coast there. They had yeah. some really good waves for the state titles, and... Yeah. Uh, Chatty took out the over 35s. So his first state title. So good on you, Chatty. On you, Chatty. Yeah, Chatty. My Steve Irwin goes to Laura Anova and Flick Palmatier taking on that outer oh, reef in Hawaii. Yeah, I don't know if you're allowed to name it, but yeah, <laughs> they they took <laughs> it on. Flick Palmatier is on a on a bit of a bit of a tear as well. She's obviously been in Survivor and uh, taking on some massive waves. And I reckon Laura Anova's wave was the biggest wave paddled by a woman. And um, Fucking charging girls yeah, that was get into huge. it. Yeah, yeah Laura so Anders' wife was fucking crazy. Yeah, so good see. stuff. Good stuff to see them just fucking no fear whatsoever and getting amongst it. 
Too right. Yes. Got any more, Steve's? No, that's it, mate. Mate, I've just I've just got another one that I've got to mention. It's pretty funny. Do it. Uh, a bloke called Mike. I was staying down at my mate uh, Rory Clifton Parks. Mate, we had a had a barbie, a couple of beers. Haven't caught up with um, my old mate Rory for a while. He's got a young family. I got a young family. You know, he runs busy. And we're like, mate, we're going surfing tomorrow morning. We're doing a dorney at Margie's Mains, no matter what. And he's like, mate. It looks fucking terrible. It's like half a metre and uh, it might have even been onshore. I, I don't know. And I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. Who cares? We haven't surfed together in like a really long time. I'm staying in your shed. Let's just go and do a dorney no matter what. So we did. So we paddle out for this dorney and there's there's two guys out. No, there's one guy out and then there's one guy running down the steps and we're following him. Yeah. And, and he... Goes over to a really weird place. He doesn't paddle out at the keyhole. He like paddle, paddles over at the beach a bit north. And I'm like, that's a bit strange. But then my question's answered pretty quickly when I see him on his board and he's doing that classic nose sticking way out of the water shit while you're paddling. And it's like, oh, yeah, this guy. Like has, those backpackers. That yeah, yeah exactly. And it's like, this guy has no idea how to surf. But, mate, he's like mid-40s. Yeah, he looks like me. Really, a little bit rough around the edges, but yeah, diamonds in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think we're all on mouths. We were all on mouths because it was so small. And then it's just me and Rory and and this this uh, rough diamond. We'll call him Mike the Rough Diamond, because um, you know a rough diamond when you see him. Like he's he'd have some stories. He might not have surfed, but he's he's got stories. This guy that aren't surfing. Anyway, he paddles over to us. It's pretty early. It's like five thirty or something. So he paddles over and the first thing he says to us is like, hey guys, I'm just letting you know, you guys just take any wave you want because I've actually never surfed before in my life. Ever. <laughs> Ever. First time. Yeah. And he's like, you fucking what? And he's like, yeah, mate, never caught a fucking wave. No, he said never caught a wave in his life. Had his first surf yesterday. You guys take any wave you want because uh, like, mate, I've literally never stood up on a wave before. I paddled out two days ago and just got closed out on my head, dumped on the head and and I'd have said, mate, I'll fucking tell you right now, you take any wave you want because we've had millions of waves and it's not even one foot and light onshore and it's quarter past five in the morning and you're out of here. So you got right a wave. You fucking take anything you want, mate. And he's like, oh, mate, fucking awesome, mate. Had no idea. Wave comes through and we just start, mate, we're talking to him and then I just start calling him in. Mike, you're on, you know, we, we've, we've exchanged names. I get behind him on me, I think I was on a nine-foot mail. Came up, gave him a big shove on the feet. Push. Yeah, gave him a push, mate. Like, <laughs> and, uh, next minute, he's standing up on this wave and he, like, it's the worst wave you've ever seen in your life. And he's just pumped, mate. He's frothing. And he's he, up he, there and loving it. Oh, he was up for like one and a half seconds and he's just double fist pumping. He's fucking claiming it and uh, paddles back out and he's so stoked. He's, oh, mate, thanks for that push. Fucking blah, blah, blah. And then he paddles down the next one. He's like, mate, I was standing up for like at least 10 seconds on that last one. Um, it was about two at oh. best in the way. But, mate, he was so stoked. The time stood still because he was surfing his first wave. Exactly, man. It was fucking really cool. He, he was saying at the end of the surf, like, we didn't stay out long. He's like, mate, thanks so much. You guys have really helped me in this surf and that. And I'm like, mate, you don't understand. Like, thank you because this surf was the most meaningless, boring <laughs> fucking surf in my life. And now it's just got this really special connotation to it, this special element, like the froth of getting this 45-year-old West Aussie, you know, hardcore-looking dude, his first standout waves. It was pretty sick. Um, and then the last wave, he dropped in on me 
uh, wiped out, almost landed on my board. I had to like scoot around him. He would have had no idea what he'd done. And I was just laughing all the way back to the keyhole. It was pretty epic. So Steve Irwin to Mike, the rough diamond. Got him Mike, the rough diamond. On your mic. And then uh, you guys nominated me for a Clive. I'm going to nominate myself for the Steve because I got the last wave of 2022 at our local main break. A pretty big swell, so it was a lot of water. Pushing through, yeah. Pushing through. And I'm paddling out in the lagoon and I'm like, can't even find the keyhole. Due to, my, due to my slightly verd, blurred vision and the fact it was high tide and glary and I'm like, mate, I'm, I'm actually not even going to make it off the back of the reef. There was heaps of current in the lagoon and yeah. I couldn't really see. I'm paddling straight in the sun. I'm like, dark. I'm going to be the absolute laughing stock. Everyone's just sitting up there drinking tins watching. Luckily managed to get out. And, yeah, managed to get out just in boardies and uh, paddled out, dodged one big set and then turned off and got a right-hander and rode it back to the beach to uh, applause of my mates and I just claimed it and I was like, you got, <laughs> you got no idea. I was actually really close to just looking like the absolute clown of the year <laughs> and getting lost in the lagoon. <laughs> like, So uh, that was pretty fun. fun Last times. wave of the year to Aussie. Last wave of the year. Yeah. All right, so, so before we do go, I am going to – I've had quite a few people come up to me in the last couple of weeks talking about the podcast and so forth, enjoying it. So it's always good to get feedback on the streets and uh, we've been getting some good numbers and all the rest of it. So good on you boys, good stuff. And, um, yeah, thanks. If you do see it, any of us on the street, just say day. And uh, we're pretty friendly blokes, I think. So um, say day and – Got one – Huge fucking Steve Irwin before we wrap it up. Oh, and just he, a quick one. You'll you'll all agree that it's warranted. Shout out to Big Boydy. Fuck, you beat me to it. Fucking hell. How did you not bust that out already? He's got me fucked. You grew up around the same area as Boydy, so you've obviously known him a lot longer than I have. I've been trading waves with him at one of my local favourite reef breaks. It was uh, a favourite of his. I've done countless dawnies in serious juice at that right-hand reef break with Boydy, you know, quite often it was no one else there, just me and Big Boydy. It was a big unit, 6'6", six, six. and uh, and he, he he loved surfing that wave. I've seen him take so many hectic wipeouts. Oh, that oh he's great at wipeouts, old boy. Because he's so big, it was hard for him to get to his feet, you know, like, and he just, he never said, I'm not going. He just went, no matter, and the amount of times you're looking at it going, don't go that one because you're in a bad spot and Boydie would just fucking go anyway. And, uh, mate, I, I, the first time I ever met Boydie, I think was at that spot. And we had a little, we had a little stoush with each other. Cause we were, we were a couple of alpha males out the back, just, uh, trying to get the best set waves. And, uh, you know, we had a few words to each other, you know, as to who was in the right and who was in the wrong. And then funnily enough, about three days later, we, uh, ended up, hanging out the front of a party with Toddy Taylor and Big Kev at about three in the morning and it was just me and Toddy and Kev and Boydie and uh, we quickly buried the hatchet over a couple of beers yeah. and we were fucking mates ever since. Yeah. So it was pretty funny the way that we met and um, and we continued to surf that wave together right to mm. the end and, yeah, I was really sad to hear about Big Boydie. Uh, mate, he died in the water. He died at Margaret River Mainbreak catching a wave. So I think it's pretty obvious that the... Steve Irwin goes to Big Boydy. Yeah, uh, Boyd Burkhart took his last wave, unfortunately, at Mainbreak. Was it last Tuesday? Very sad news for people that knew Boyd Burkhart. He was a gentle giant, a gentleman, a larrikin, just had a carefree attitude, loved his family, his kids, 
do anything for you. Um, really sad that uh, he's passed away. So our sincere condolences to his family, his wife, his kids. It's absolutely – mates, it was absolutely tragic. Um, he's, a, he's a core surfer. Oh, he is. He is a core surfer. And, um, you know, when he had that first little mishap in January, I spoke to him and uh, he was just one of those guys that nothing really phased him. You know, he could go through the worst, but it would always come out just unfazed and positive. So, yeah, rest in peace, Boydy. We'll miss you, mate. Miss you. Miss all those chats, all those surf reports from Windy Hill. Um, yeah, we'll miss you definitely. Yeah. All right. So thank you very much for listening to the Barrel Surf Podcast. We are gonna we're gonna finish this one off now. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time on Barrel Surf Podcast. Bye-bye. Yeah.